All right, today we come to John chapter 14, and uh, this is continuing his upper room discourse uh, to his disciples during their last Passover meal together. This is the final night before his crucifixion. As we saw in the previous chapter, he already knows what Judas is going to do, and his betrayal would happen that very night. So what Jesus says here in these chapters relay to us what he deemed to be perhaps the most important things, the things that he did not want to be left unsaid before he is arrested and, and is uh, crucified and killed. So let's remember that as we consider some of the truths here. And let's begin with uh, what we find early in the chapter that is one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, John fourteen six, in which Jesus says to Thomas and the rest of his disciples, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the father except through me it's another one of the seven i am statements uh, that is found throughout uh, john's gospel it really is uh, remarkable how intensely and continually john emphasizes the deity of jesus christ almost on every page there is evidence of it but with this statement as with the others we have not only a declaration of his identity but also of his mission, what he came to do or what he came to accomplish. With this statement in verse 6, G Jesus stresses not only that he is God the Son in human flesh, but also that he has made the way of eternal life for those who believe. Immediately after he declares himself to be the way, the truth, and the life, he expounds and clarifies further by saying straightforwardly, no one comes to the Father except through me. This is a declaration not only of the availability of salvation through Jesus Christ, but also of the exclusivity of salvation through Jesus. As some of his own disciples would put it later in Acts 4.12, Peter said, there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The assumption there is that we certainly cannot save ourselves. We must be saved by someone else. And from that perspective, there is only one name that is capable of that, Jesus Christ. So right before Jesus makes the I am statement in verse 6, he was telling his disciples about the place he was going to prepare for them in verses 2 and 3. This place already exists since Jesus describes it as a house with many rooms, verse 2. Some of the older translations render this mansions. Uh, and as a result, many of the older hymns, if you sang if you grew up in like a traditional church that sang old hymns that's why some of the old hymns uh have us singing about mansions in heaven and while heaven will be glorious beyond comparison the em emphasis here is less on the luxury of the place than it is on the ample space there for all who believe hence many rooms but if if that place already exists so much so that jesus could describe it why then or what then did he mean when he told his disciples that he was going to prepare that place for them? We, we shouldn't picture Jesus the carpenter up in heaven building the houses or the mansions that will be awaiting believers. I don't think that's what it means here. The place is already there. Jesus was going to prepare the way to the place. Hence, I am the way and the truth and the life. When Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, he is, he is referring to his impending death on the cross and the subsequent resurrection. Through his death and resurrection, he has prepared the way for all believers to that place where we will be with him for all eternity. Sure, it will be a joyous occasion to see 
loved ones who have gone on before us, but being in the presence of Almighty God and the Lamb will far eclipse those, th those things. And notice the stress that Jesus lays on our being with him where he is. Why is he going to prepare the way? To take us there? No, to take us, he says, to myself, verse 3. Why? That where I am, you may be also, verse 3. That's the joy of heaven, being in the presence of the Lord, the way to which uh, he has prepared for us fully by his own death and resurrection. And let's think finally about uh, in the, what he says in the middle of the chapter, the, the very pointed statement that um, many of us, really all of us, need to hear. In verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's interesting. The Bible doesn't merely command us to love the Lord, Deuteronomy 6, 5, but also how to love the Lord. Uh, how? By keeping his commandments. Some claim that uh, such an extreme distinction between law and grace, uh, that they believe that the Christian life is all grace and no law, but that's a, that's a completely erroneous way of thinking. There is law to obey in the Christian life, but the Christian must always keep it in proper perspective. We don't keep the law and keep the commandments of Christ in order to earn or to achieve his favor, but rather simply as the living out of a heart that has been born again by the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. Paul says in Romans 8, 4, that we have been given the Holy Spirit in our lives, as he put it, quote, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. What he's saying there is when we walk by the Spirit, the Spirit moves in us and motivates us to live lives of obedience to the commands of Christ. We even learn from Ephesians 1.4 that when the Lord chose us for salvation before the foundation of the world, he did so, quote, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Ultimately, our righteousness is found in Jesus who perfectly kept the law for us and died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. But when we are born again and come to him in faith for salvation, the Holy Spirit daily works in us to make us progressively more like Jesus each day. The root of our salvation is Jesus Christ. The fruit of our salvation is our righteousness as the Holy Spirit makes us more like Jesus. Hence, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And those are some thoughts from John chapter 14.